welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a licensed therapist, highly sensitive person, and HSP coach. This bi-weekly podcast is meant for highly sensitive people and their loved ones, as both experiences will be discussed. Thank you for joining me, and let's begin. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren, and today's guest is Amy Harris. Inspired by her love for humanity and learning, Amy completed a master's in spiritual science in 2005. Amy has studied spirituality, coaching, business, the nervous system, authentic relating, yoga, pre- and postnatal fitness, somatic practices, graphic design, leadership, and culture. Amy is a shamanic practitioner, embodiment facilitator, and an energy coach. I really enjoyed my conversation with Amy, and I think you will too. She shared a lot of information that hasn't been covered on the podcast before, including how she coaches and things that she works on with her clients. So I'm very excited to have had her on the podcast. And before we get into the conversation, just to remind you that if you have any ideas for episode topics, if you have any questions for me to answer on the podcast, or if you want to write an email sharing your story for me to read on the podcast, you can email me at lauren at laurenlasallecoaching.com. You can find out more about my coaching program as well as resources and links to my social media by visiting my website at laurenlasallecoaching.com. And you can also sign up for my email list on my website. And by doing so, you will receive a free resource from me called Five Self-Care Tips for Highly Sensitive People. All right, here is my conversation with Amy. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Of course. I'm excited to talk to you and hear what you have to share. Um, So what was your experience like discovering that you are a highly sensitive person? I mean, the initial discovery, I think, was I was like 15 or 16 and my therapist said something about it. And I was like, Ugh, I am not that. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it was like, I just didn't want to be more weird than I already felt. And so I was initially like kind of ignored it. and was just like, no, that's not at all the case. And I think that's kind of normal for a teenager to rebel against whatever is put on you. Mm-hmm. Um, And then again, the same therapist kind of, I started seeing her again in my twenties and she brought it up again. And I like took it on a little more deeply later in my twenties, probably about 10 years later, I would like, Oh, you know, like I did the online quiz and got like a super high score. And in my twenties, it made more sense. I was able to understand it more. Um, I think just because I had more life experience and more experience of being in the world on my own. So, yeah. And then from there, what I did with that was try to figure out how to, um, like, make that powerful, make it something that was a gift, make it something that I could use, make it something that was an attribute rather than a problem. Because most of my relationship with my sensitivity in my childhood was that it was problematic and it was something that had to be solved and there were no solutions and this kid is impossible. And 
So in my twenties, I just sort of like, what can I do with this and how can I utilize this not only for myself, but for how I show up in the world. So. That's awesome. Wow. It's so nice that your therapist was aware of high sensitivity because I feel like it's much more widely known now, but there still aren't enough therapists that are aware of it. I agree. And it's funny. I even look up like the definition of it. I recently looked up and it said it was like a personality thing. And I was like, I mean, I'm not in the science realms, but I don't think this is personality. Like (laughs) it's actually our nervous systems, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think she was, I think my mom worked really hard to find her because my mom knew and knew I would need someone who could be in those realms of sensitivity with me. So having a sensitive mom helped me find a therapist that was attuned to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So it yeah. like growing up with a mom who is also highly sensitive and are there any tools that you learned from her? I, you know, it's been, I've been unpacking my childhood a lot lately and I think it's really easy that your childhood just becomes like the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew she wasn't normal. I knew we weren't normal in the sense of like, I couldn't eat grilled cheese. I couldn't touch a dandelion. Like pizza wasn't allowed. Like, you know, there's all these sort of restrictions and that's how it felt. It felt to me at the time. It just felt like, I just want to be normal. You know, when I was a kid, I just was like, why can't I have the pizza or whatever? You know, why can't I go to the sleepover? All of that. And looking back now, I see how much she because of who she was, she went to the alternative practitioners for me first. So instead of going to an allopathic doctor who usually resulted in, you know, if we needed to go there, we did, but we always went like, okay, is it homeopathics that we need? Is it nutrition that we need? Is it sound healing? Like I had access to, you know, I grew up in a small town, but all of the alternative help health people in the town I had access to acupuncture, all that type of stuff. So that is like really, um, you know, for the work I do now, it's like a really beautiful thing. And I can really see like, wow, I was so well cared for. I was so held so much privilege that she knew that stuff. And, but I think, you know, it was the eighties and nineties. So she was also in the process of discovering it for herself. So she was like, how can I help my kid? which, you know, in my view, and I don't really remember, hopefully she went to the practitioners as well and got cared for, you know? So I, yeah, so that was a really big gift that I was given by her, um, was just really, really well cared for. Do you know how she kind of started finding out about high sensitivity back then? I have never asked her um, specifically what, she is, she does a lot of research. So she's like constantly buying books and reading. And, um, she was in a, like a course for homeopathics. And I think, um, I don't know how she got introduced to homeopathy, but homeopathy is a, is a very subtle medicine. If you've never worked with it, it's, basically the essence of things get distilled down and then you're sort of just taking the energy of things in. So I think maybe that was a doorway for her is, is, 
you know, at some point on her journey, someone was like, try these pills or whatever. And that opened up a doorway for her um, to kind of explore alternative health. And I think, you know, when I was very young, I had a very bad reaction to allopathic medicines. And so she immediately started going like, well, well, what else can I do for this person to take care of her and her body? And clearly this is an overreaction to something. So I think it came that way. I think she, it was just like one thread after another that led her. And she went into the realms of spirituality as well. So she started down that path. And I think that's actually how she found the therapist was through a spiritual practice or some wow. meditation group or something. That's so cool. Just that she knew about yeah. these things back yeah. then, I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think she was always, she was kind of like a hippie maybe, you know, in the seventies. And so it was, <laughs> she was sort of already in like the alternative oh. mindset. So, yeah. So it sounds like you've, you've continued yeah. to take a lot of what kind of she gave you as a child and you still use that because it's, it's helpful. Absolutely. I do. I do. And I've also, um, I've also really had to find my own path as well. That's separate. I mean, I think that's a normal part of adulthood is like, what's my version. And as a kid, I also noticed that a lot of people weren't open to it. And so like my friends would always be like, your mom's so weird, for example. Right. And so I learned like, oh, this actually isn't okay. Like alternative medicine is also, is like, people don't like it. Right. And so I learned how to be a bridge between like people who function in more practical realms and this more sensitive, quiet, subtle practices. So I've, that's something I really feel like I've done well is like, I can be very practical and like in the realms of kind of people who have normal nervous systems and I can communicate between the two very well. You had previously mentioned to me that your daughter is highly sensitive. Um, So I was wondering what are the differences um, between how you experience high sensitivity and how she seems to experience it? Yeah, we have different, and it, like we're, you know, one of the things that's similar is she's just as picky of an eater <laughs> as I was, and I'm like, oh, of course, you know, as the parent who's trying to feed the kid, it's sort of like I'm, I'm getting my own medicine back, right? <laughs> um, but she, she has, whereas my the way I dealt with sensitivity, especially emotional sensitivity is I would close, shut down, go introverted, get quiet, process internally by myself. And she just blasts it out. I mean, it's like she gets, you know, like if she's watching a show and there's something happening, it's never, it's never predictable. But like, for example, one time there was a character eating too many blackberries. She starts screaming at the TV you know, cause she can feel this isn't an okay thing. So, so that's how she reacts. She goes out with the energy and she gets big and she needs a lot of attention. And that's kind of the opposite for me where I, I go in to process and she goes out to process. So that's been a big, I mean, I've had to, 
I've had to really work hard to expand my own capacity as someone who's naturally introverted to mm-hmm. having a small child by myself who's not, who needs more support than I've actually ever had to give. I've, I mean, I've had to continually rise up and meet the moment and like, okay, how can I do this bigger? How can I get, you know, for her? And um, that's wow. been that, pretty powerful. That reminds me of um, myself and my mom because she's also highly sensitive. She had no idea what this was when I was growing up, but she definitely internalizes things and I would be loud and, you know, everybody would know if I stubbed my toe or whatever happened. Um, so she, she had to deal with the same thing. Like, why is this child (laughs) being so loud? I have to like, kind of do something to, to support her, but I'm also like, I don't know what she's experiencing because that's not how I am. So I can only imagine that it's a lot to, to, to deal with and, and be a support for her when it's the opposite of how you respond to things. Yeah, it's been a big, it's been, been a big learning curve and, you know, she's six now and I finally feel like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) Which means it's about to change, but you know, we're hitting a really good stride. And she's so lucky that you are aware of high sensitivity sensitive yourself I feel like that's such a gift to highly sensitive children to have parents like that and I can really see it now you know now that I'm a mom and I can really see how much my mom did to support me and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's huge so I want to talk a little bit about um your coaching So as a coach for highly sensitive people, what do you tend to work on with clients? You know, I, I resisted taking this on like for a long time. And then I finally created a course in 2020 called sensitivity is a superpower. And, um, I loved teaching that course. It was really fun to, um, teach all the different skill sets I have, because I also was very lucky to be um, in a ballet program as a child. So that I, the way that I used ballet, which I didn't know at the time I know now, was that I was using the movements and the repetition and the like, you know, ballet is very structured and predictable, but it's movement. So there was a way that I could process everything that my nervous system was picking up all day through movement. So my body has become this like really well attuned system so that when I started teaching yoga, it was just like, it just clicked right in. And I was able to use my sensitivity to speak and teach and hold space in a way that was really powerful because my body had been trained so well. So because I have this body that's in tune with the mind, I mean, I had to do a lot of rewiring. Ballet is very different than yoga. It's a very different mindset. But once I clicked that mindset into yoga, um, I started to realize like these different ways of moving the body stimulated different nervous system things. And I started to play with like, what's the posture of this nervous system response and the posture of that nervous system response and how do you stimulate? And so um, I like to work with people's bodies a lot. Um, and then if I have clients who are already kind of attuned to the body, 
then we do more energetic realms. So we start to pay attention to like, you know, one of the things I like to talk about is caring Mm. versus carrying. And as sensitive people, we naturally, most of us, a lot of us care like so much about the people in our lives Mm. that we end up putting their stuff in our backpack. And we've got this like giant burden of everybody else's stuff with us. And that's the carrying. And so learning like the energetic distinction between how do you care like what is the posture the energy of caring for someone versus carrying all their stuff for them so um so that's what i do i also work um i've started to go it depends on the person obviously but i've started to go more into the realms of how they're using their energy in the unconscious realms and the the reason and the way that i can do that is that i have learned how to use my sensitivity as a tool like i've really calibrated my capacity so um you know for example before i did all this work that i've been doing for the last two years before I would go to like a farmer's market, I could not be at a farmer's market. It was so hard for me. So much stimulations. It was just like, I felt like sandpaper on my skin. And so for the last few years, I've been doing training that allows me to go into a space like that. And it, I, I can feel everything or I know how to close my bubble a little more safely. So I have this capacity to be like open and feeling everything or contained and not so impacted. And because I've calibrated that and opened my capacity and built my resilience, um, I can do like really deep work with people because I can feel, oh, something's off there or you didn't catch it or, you know, and it's interesting to, um, so many people are more sensitive than they even know. And I actually believe that like sensitivity is natural and that it's kind of more unnatural to shut it down. And like the, the ways that we like pretend we don't see things or feel things or notice things is, um, Mm -hmm. is really unfortunate. (laughs) And part of why we're in the circumstances we are as a collective human situation, but not all of my clients currently identify as sensitive. Although as soon as we start unpacking mm-hmm. stuff, it's like very clear that they are. So that's been an edge for me in my own, like talking about what I do is like, not everybody, it's interesting. Not everybody wants to admit that they're sensitive because they're sort of a, um, uh, you like a, like, it's kind of got a bad rap. It's kind of associated with weakness and like timidness or like, it just isn't, doesn't, it doesn't feel empowering always to claim it. And I really want to change that. Like, I really want those of us who are sensitive to be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can feel that you're lying. Yes. I can feel that you're distorting something. I can feel that, you know, that plug over there is radiating too much or whatever, you know, we all have our own ways of feeling and sensing. And, you know, my 
when I get into this realm of sensitivity, that's what I like want to empower us and help us like really understand how to take in and um, articulate everything that we're able to sense, slow it down and go like, I can feel that I can feel that I can sense that I can smell that. So it's not just this like onslaught of cacophony of chaos, just like pouring in at us, but we can really go like, you know, because I don't, I really, I just feel like it's not a burden. I mean, it could be if you interpret it that way, but your sensitivity can be like super powerful. Yeah. Yeah, super for sure. Powerful. And I love being able to connect with other HSPs to talk about these things because I feel like it can be so easy to see it as a burden, or maybe that's kind of what people have been telling you that these things aren't, aren't normal or aren't right. Um, so being able to talk to other people who not only have kind of harnessed this as like a superpower, but are helping other people to do the same thing, I think is just so awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. This woman came to me a, f- a couple of weeks ago and she had done my course, I don't know, a year or two ago. And she had all these stories of how like just... A, a little bit, you know, in eight weeks of just shifting her mindset and starting to understand her sensitivity, like all sorts of amazing things had opened up from that. So it can be really, um, like you said, it's like super helpful to get connected with people who are in the same <laughs> boat and have figured out a way to not right. be like, I can't ever <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like when I first discovered it, I was like, okay, this is me, definitely. And that was kind of the end of that. And then when I started to connect with other HSPs, it just made me feel so validated that I felt like, okay, I can kind of be more open about now and just really accept that this is Mm -hmm. who I am and put it out there, I guess. Um, like a couple of years ago, I probably never would have started this podcast because I was like, what will people think? Um, you know, people are going to know more about me than they do now because I just don't talk about these things. So yeah, it's, it's so nice to meet other HSPs and I think it is really empowering and it's just, yeah. I mean, I know it for me, it's made me feel a lot more accepting of, of who I am and I'm so grateful for that. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. If you can have a life where you accept who you are, it's like everything gets easier. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like I, you know, and I don't claim to have like any kind of deep, full understanding of all of this, but it feels like it lives in the category of neurodivergence. Like, and so as I feel like as the door opens, to acceptance of all the neurodivergence and, um, you know, all the kind of queerness. It's sort of like we can come out too and be like, also, we're kind of weird too, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just feels like there's more, and it might just be the circles and the silos that I live inside of, but I just feel like in general, there's a, a door to say, like, come out with your weirdness now, everyone. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I agree. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted um, to bring up? Um, yeah, I, 
you know, I, so part of, um, this, this training that I've been in for two years is we're writing a book. And so I've been really looking at my sensitivity and I love metaphor. So I just wanted to share some of the things that came through as I was writing. Um, you know, it used to, I used to feel like I was a leaf in the wind, like anything that happened would like knock me off center. Like, you know, any comment that was made, I was like collapsed and like crying in the closet about it, you know? And, um, for a while I was trying to learn how to be the leaf that could control the wind. So it was like, I was always trying to like avoid things or ignore things. Right. Or like, I can't go over there because that upsets me, right? But what I've really learned how to do is become the wind and remember myself as the wind. And then I can direct the leaf and be in charge of the leaf as well. So there's this sort of dynamic partnership between like the big part of my nervous system, because ultimately I think a sensitive nervous system is just huge, It's like all of the nerves are extra, like extra open, extra available for stimulation. And that is big. It is a big energy. A lot of the um, highly sensitive people I work with have always felt small. And one of the things I do with them is help them see like, actually, you're big and you do make an impact. And people around you, like when people say they feel like they have to tiptoe around you because you're big, you have a lot of energy because you have this sensitive nervous system with extra feelers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, can you get it big enough so that you feel your fullness and like be okay there? Another way I like to describe it is like I spent, you know, it's like a, a like a, a highly sensitive nervous system is sort of like a stage that's wired for like, I don't like a Beyonce show, just like lights and tricks and things go up and down and like just this massive thing and then and then our culture wants us to fit it into a desk lamp and just like shrink it down and don't say anything so that can be really painful too like it's similar like it's like you're shrunk and you can't say anything and everything you do is wrong because it takes training to run a Beyonce show like you can't just roll up and hit those buttons. You need to know what they do, which lights turn on what, you know? So I'm really like clearly very excited and turned on by starting to understand that like, this is, this is powerful and learning how to use it and channel it and open the door for other HSPs is super fun right now for me. Mm-hmm. I love those. That gives a really good visual about what it is to be an HSP or how to really harness that power. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Yeah. Metaphor is my, like, I think I talk in metaphor maybe too much, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It definitely does. <laughs> awesome. So where can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm really active on Instagram. So my Instagram account is the Amy H. So T H E underscore Amy underscore H. And then my website is the Amy H.com. And um, I'm going to run another sensitivity as a superpower course in September. So if that's interesting, you want to like go a little deeper into the empowered, you know, learn how to become the wind, open up your stage lights a little bit. Um, 
Uh, that's coming up in September and I'm looking forward to that too. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I think people are really going to love um, listening to what you have to say. I did. <laughs> awesome. It's been super fun. I'm honored that you, um, that I got a chance to be here and, and be with you. So yay.